1: So go to squarespace.com slash stuff right now, and you will face a free trial. And when you get ready to launch, use our offer code STUFF, and then you'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. How could you go wrong with Squarespace?
0: Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com.
2: Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh. That's Chuck. Coming to you from Studio 1A. Yes, deep within the bowels of How Stuff Works Corporate Headquarters. That's my spokesman voice. Yeah, that's pretty good, Chuck. No,
0: it's not. Uh, Chuck, do your best, uh, Monk. Like a Franciscan Monk chant? I don't care. No. I know what you're talking about. You're talking about Monk the TV show. Yes. One of my favorites. Is it? Yeah, I love it. You watch it? You don't? Yes, I do. No, it's good. I watch Monk because, let me go ahead and set this up. I, have, in a very, very offhand way, no Monk. <laughs> Let's hear it, Chuck. I don't, I don't know him, know him. I've, I've met him a few times. Tony Shalhoub, the actor, the great, great actor, uh, Tony Shalhoub. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not just saying that because I've met him. I really, he's a big fan of his work with the Coen brothers, especially.
2: Yeah, he's pretty good in their films. Yeah, so they know really how to great. direct that guy. Yeah.
0: Uh, I met Tony through a friend of mine who was a director and uh, who had worked with Tony. And Tony's a really good guy. He took a shine at my friend Jim. And went to his wedding even, uh, which I went to. And uh, Tony's read one of my screenplays, was kind enough to do that. And Wait, you went to Monk's wedding? No, I went to my you friend wedding. You went to Jim's your friend's wedding, wedding. Okay. And Monk yeah. was there. Sure, but I, yeah, sure. when I was there, I thought it was kind of funny that, you know, I knew he was going to be there. But there was a lot of, you know, periphery family there. And I just wondered if people just kind of flew in from out of town and... Sat down there like, hey, you know, what's Monk doing here? Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> he's over there. I just see him. He's right there. Yeah, he's an
2: online registered minister. Yeah. In case so I know.
0: sort of off, have met Tony a few times. He's a very nice guy. We, we, we got way sidetracked here. Oh, we did. Yeah. We did. Um, and actually, if we had OCD, that would not stand. Right. Man, that was good. Thanks. Like Monk, OCD. That's what we're talking about.
2: Yeah, that's where Monk came from. So basically, um, let's,
0: let's discuss OCD today. Which stands for obsessive-compulsive disorder hmm I think most people probably realize that yeah which seems kind of foreign to me
2: I've um, not me I I, I can I, I can kind of identify with it but mm-hmm. I mean the thought of actually being clinically diagnosed with OCD and living the way that right. that people who have OCD live mm-hmm. uh, I just I can't imagine it being bearable I guess that's probably what I should have said
0: right you can identify well I've, I often say I have OCD just to my wife as a joke but I do have a lot of really weird, quirky, compulsive habits, but after reading the article and doing a little more research, I realize unless it's an actual compulsion that you have to right. do it over and over and over, then it's not actually OCD. It's just weird, quirky habits. Like what? Oh, boy. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I never really uh, told people a lot of these. Um, I don't step on stairs to have something on them. Okay. Uh, I... Uh, I will try to avoid cracks on the sidewalk, but not only yeah. that. But if I step on a crack with my left foot, then I have to step on the next one with my right foot. Wow! I know. I might have OCD actually. That's
2: entirely possible. It sounds like though it's it's not. Um, it hasn't taken. It doesn't run your life.
0: Well, that's the difference. I think uh, OCD would be if I stepped on the crack with my left foot and then missed the next one with my right foot. I have to go back. And then do it all over again, and it, it doesn't come down or to that. Or just
2: chop both feet off and get it over. Right. right. Yeah. And
0: I don't always notice it either. It doesn't, you know, sometimes I'll do it, and sometimes I'll notice it, and sometimes I don't.
2: I gotcha. It, it makes me wonder, um, you know, what the conditions are when you notice it. Like what is going on yeah. in your life, what what's your brain going through that kind Interesting. of Interesting. I never um, thought about that. So let's give a little background on OCD. Like Chuck said, it, it stands for Obsessive Compulsive Disorder. Um, and, uh, well, the obsessive part is, um, it's, it's talking about the, the mental state. Right. Uh, people with OCD obsess over very slight things that seem gigantic to them. Right. For example, uh, you think that your hands are dirty. That's a big one. That's an obsessive thought, uh, and you can't get it out of your head. And the only way to um, to get rid of it is uh, through compulsive behavior, say, hand washing. Right? Exactly. Here's the problem. For most of us, if we look at our hands and go, "Oh, my hand's dirty. I need to wash it," you wash your hand, and that's that. Right. You know, you may not wash your hand again for several days. Uh Um, With (laughs) if you have OCD, uh, you wash your hand over and over,
0: and that that obsessive thought that your hands still dirty Mm -hmm. uh, is still there. Right. And from what I understand, uh, it may vary with some some people with OCD, but. It's not necessarily that you get to the point where you actually think your hands are clean. A lot of times there will be a specific number in your head. Mm, Like I have to wash my hands ten times. The magical number, right? Yeah, the magic number. And then I can move on uh, with my life.
2: And you'll see that more often with um, people maybe locking and unlocking doors three times or ten
0: times every time or opening and shutting or touching a doorknob or something like that. Right, David Sedaris. The comedian and author David Sidera not comedian, but funny man, David Sedera. Humorist. Humorist, yes. Actor. He, uh, some of his books, he touches on uh, some of his OCD when he was a kid. It was really funny. Yeah. Licking uh, light switches and licking mailboxes and things like Big that. Sense. It's really good.
2: I don't, I didn't know that licking, there was a licking compulsion. Well,
0: touching. And I guess he was just, licking is just touching with your tongue. It, it, when it to is. When get down to
2: it. I'm going to have to try that line sometime. <laughs>
1: Find Altoids in the checkout aisle. Grab your tin today.
2: So, um, okay, so that's the background on OCD. Um, that it, this the, the obsession, though. Right. They can generally be categorized into four categories, appropriately enough. Uh-huh. Um, You've got germs, which would account for the hand washing, right? Right. There's symmetry, which is keeping things
0: in place. Right. That's where mine figures in a little bit. Order. Yeah, when I'm when I'm cleaning the house and things, I can't just put the remote control on the TV. I have to put it at a certain, in a certain spot.
2: Right. Yeah. Okay. Now there's um, doubt. This doubt is the one I think I can most identify with. Mm-hmm. Apparently, if you have OCD, this doubt is overwhelming. Right. And you will keep going back home, back home, back home to uh-huh. to check on the espresso maker or whatever. Right. I read an article in the New York Times about um, OCD in restaurants. Apparently. It doesn't matter how your OCD manifests. A uh-huh. restaurant is a nightmarish, hellish place. Yeah. Uh, there's just so many problems. If you if you're paying attention, oh yeah, you're going to really
0: flip out. Well, you got someone handling your food first of all. That's a big one. And you're eating with utensils that are shared. I mean, they're washed in theory. Yeah. But shared utensils. Yeah. Uh, and you know the Jack Nicholson movie, as good as it gets, mm-hmm. the restaurant scene in there, I think, is pretty. Indicative of what the hell you could suffer through.
2: Yeah, well, the, the author of the New York Times article that I read, he um, he was never certain that he had actually signed the, the check when he used his oh, credit card. Interesting. So he'd look again, see that he'd signed it, and within seconds opened again to, and saw that he signed it. And opened right. it again, he would drive himself crazy like this. Interesting. And also he had w- what I think is one of the more interesting... Um, uh, I guess manifestations of mm-hmm. OCD is reporting compulsion. Yeah, I like this. One. I love this thing. Yeah, this is pretty cool. Basically, um, <clears throat> if if let's say you're seated at a table at a restaurant, it, this is the example the New York Times guy uses. If you're seated at a table in a restaurant and it's maybe a little loose, you're suddenly overcome by thoughts of you know, either yourself or somebody else down the line who will be seated at that table being crushed by the weight of it when it falls over. Right. And you are overcome with the compulsion to tell somebody, uh-huh. um, the restaurant manager, a waiter, something. Right. And the problem is, is they never really appropriate appropriately react. Right. Because I think if you feel that something's enough of a danger that it must be reported, it, action should be
0: taken immediately. So the fact that the waiter doesn't immediately take that chair and like yeah, hustle like it from it, the uh, restaurant Yeah,
2: or evacuate you from the table right. or something sure. like that. Yeah, it's kind of got to be a downer. And uh, the other problem with restaurants is that it's it's a very public forum. And so if you have to like touch something several times before you sit down or you change tables several times because they're not entirely stable. Right. Um, people notice that kind of thing and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're Fairly embarrassing disorders put on play, on display. Right.
0: So I think for that reason, a lot of times people find themselves trapped in their homes. Yeah. And give a little bit of uh, agoraphobia going out. Going yeah.
2: On. Apparently, OCD can very easily lead to agoraphobia. Yeah. Right. And baldness. Yeah. This is awful. From from what, Chuck? From pulling your hair. <laughs> I mean, come on! Like, what kind of an affliction is this? Right? Yeah. This is awful, um, and, and it's all in your head. That's the worst part. And I think people with OCD realize even before they are ever really treated that this is all in their heads, right? Um, and that just has to make it all the
0: more, all the worse, right? I know there was uh, a basketball player in the, I guess it was the '80s and '90s. His name was Chris Jackson. I don't know if you remember him. I remember him. Yeah. Yeah. He Spurs. Played f- well, he played for LSU in college, and I can't remember we played pro. But he had OCD, and I think would uh, tie his shoes, tie his uh, basketball shoes up, over and over and over, and mm-hmm. like be late for practice and uh, leaving the house. He had problems leaving the house, and I'd, I'll have to look into this. I just this just hit me actually, but I believe it actually had something to do with the early end of his basketball career. I may be wrong there. So well. Well, well, I'll look into that. Yeah, hopefully Jackson's
2: still playing. Yeah. Because that'd suck too. Well, he's uh,
0: definitely not still playing now just because he'd be old. But Oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> like Dr. J old? Uh, no, not Dr. J old. Magic Dr. Johnson Dr. old? A little younger than Matt. Maybe he still could be playing, actually. Latrell Sprewell
2: old? Yeah. Okay, there Luttrell we go. Latrell Sprewell old. <laughs> I've stumbled upon it.
1: Find Altoids in the checkout aisle. Grab your tin today.
2: There's one more category that obsessions can be lumped into, and this is kind of the darkest of them all, um, disturbing thoughts. Yeah. And these are thoughts that you can't get out of your head. Right. Um, and that if they led to compulsive behavior, it's probably going to be violent, like violent sexual thoughts, uh-huh. um, you know, other acts of violence, um, maybe self-inflicted right. or, um, on other people. Uh-huh. And, uh, actually, I, I found a study, a case report actually. Uh, did you know that nymphomania is is uh, like, often linked to OCD? Really? Yeah. That makes sense though. So. compulsive behavior. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's this woman who's, uh, whose case was in extremis though. It's a 2002 um, case study. Uh, and there was a woman who was 23 and she was a daycare worker, but she became unemployed because her sexual activity was – she was so prolific that um, she couldn't hold the job down. Right. She had sex too much. <clears throat> and uh, She's in the wrong line of work. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Okay. So let's just settle down, Chuck. Sorry. Um, so <laughs> this woman actually, this is self-reported, she commonly had 30, she had sexual intercourse 30 times in a
0: 24-hour period. Right. Several times a week. I, you sent me this in an email. I didn't realize. I thought it was just... Uh... Here's an interesting fact. But she had OCD. Yeah. Are you, uh, should I be amazed at the thirty times? Can you imagine
2: having sex thirty times in twenty four hours
0: uh, and doing no. it
2: several times a week? No, I can't. So this woman also had other compulsions as well. But um, that was a that was a pretty. A, a pretty interesting um, compulsive behavior. She was doing it to her own detriment. She derived no sexual pleasure from having right. sex. Um, and she reported that you know she was afraid of being abandoned by, by these people. Interesting.
0: Um, which well, that's uh, took over her life
2: for sure. It did. It did. And uh, happily enough, she went under a uh, cognitive behavioral
0: therapy right. and is working it out. Which is one of the treatments uh, along with, I believe, antidepressants is mm-hmm. one of the things they – can prescribe sometimes
2: yeah there is treatment take hope all ye who have ocd and are just finding this out um there there is treatment for this disorder Mm -hmm. and cognitive behavioral therapy is the um is the chief method of of curing you want to tell
0: them about the cbt well yeah i know one of the methods they use in the cbt is called exposure and response prevention and basically that's uh from what i can gather that's Showing someone or or putting someone in front of their fear or in this case their obsession and just saying you can't do it. Yeah,
2: imagine tying somebody to a chair, right? Yeah, and then putting like
0: I don't know a
2: um, dirty towel on their hand, right, and not letting them wash it. Yeah, and basically you reinforce: look, you're not dying, your hands not falling off,
0: you're not getting sick. It, it doesn't just happen one. You know, it takes a series. Of, right. Uh, it's like breaking a wild horse. Right.
2: And and again, uh, through therapy and often in conjunction with antidepressants. Right. Uh, th- this this uh, disorder can be licked. Let's hope so.
0: Not like David Sedaris licked.
2: Yeah. Not licking being a form of touching. Licked. Right. Boy, full circle. Yeah, nice one. That
0: was by accident.
2: All right. Well, thanks for joining us uh, this this time on Stuff You Should Know. And you can learn a lot more about uh, obsessive compulsive disorder by typing in those three words or even OCD in our search bar on HowStuffWorks.com.
0: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Are you thirsty? Well, Richard's rainwater is caught clean before it even hits the ground. Rain is naturally pure, so there's no need for harsh chemicals or additives. Richard's rainwater contains no chlorine, no forever chemicals, No microplastics, no nothing. Enjoy the smooth, clean taste of still rainwater or the cold-pressured bubbles of sparkling rainwater. Just visit richardsrainwater.com to find a retailer near you. That's richardsrainwater.com. And for a coupon, text STUFF to 251-292-8887 and receive $2 off a 12-pack case of Richard's Rainwater.
3: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are,